house of the Lord. Sir, somebody, I tell you, it's an amazing thing. Yes. Somebody, ah, I don't think I should continue saying somebody. I'll leave it right there. But you, you understand what I'm saying? Listen, but you have chosen to be in the house of the Lord. Yes, you could be on Facebook listening to people's stories and stuff. But you, yeah, in the house of the Lord, listening to the word of God. You must count yourself blessed. You must count yourself extremely favored by God just to be here. Yes, just to be here. You'll find out that most people, I said it the last time, the people that sin or the people that are caught up in sin, sometimes it was the day they were supposed to come to church that they fell. Yes, the day they're supposed to be in church, church was happening, but they were somewhere else. That's why you think the Bible says do not neglect. The enemy knows that if you neglect, he's going to set you up. On that day you were supposed to be in church. You were fornicating. You said you sent a message, Pastor, I can't make it. But we didn't know you were with your boyfriend in between the covers. Hey, I can't make it. Yes, yes. Something I tell you. So you must be careful. Whenever you are called to church, ah, try your best to come. <laughs> try your best to come. Because we'll be SMSing you after church and asking you, are you okay? What happened? Are you, why you never come to church? Yes. If we, if we research properly, you'll see. Yes. Yes. Even me, even, even like uh, when Elijah came, I was supposed to be in church. Elijah wasn't supposed to come. <laughs> I was supposed to be in the house of the Lord worshiping God. But we, we banged church. And we were doing wrong things. And Elijah came onto the scene. Yes. <laughs> I tell you something. When you think when I talk, I talk my own thing. I, all my stories are true and I'm talking from experience. I tell you. I tell you something. So make sure you're in the house of the Lord. Especially if, you got a, if you're getting a boyfriend or you got a boyfriend. Make sure that boy is not taking you outside of the, the house of the Lord. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. So, <laughs> Quentin's laughing. The next, we read in Jeremiah 22, verses 23. Yes. Can a maid forget her ornaments and a bride her attire? And yet you have forgotten me with days without numbers, says the Lord. So, we read that and we understood from that verse. Pardon? 32, yes. Yes. What did I say? 22. Oh, okay. Sorry. 32. <laughs> 32, so you would see that, are you, is it on the screen, 32? All right, cool. So you would see that days would outnumber they had forgotten the Lord, amen. So I'm just doing a small recap, and we said that you ladies, you don't forget to put on some things on, right? So your earrings, your jewelry, your makeup, your powder. So, but we mustn't forget the Lord. We must always remember God and always remember His promises for our life. Hallelujah. Amen. Now I want you quickly to turn to Jeremiah chapter 3 verses 1. Jeremiah chapter 3 verses 1. It's not by might. Hallelujah. Amen. 
Amen. Are you there? Look at this verse. If a man divorces his wife and she leaves him and marries another man, should he return to her again? Would not the land be completely defiled? But you have lived as a prostitute with many lovers. Would you now return to me, declares the Lord. I'm going to read that again, all right? If a man divorces his wife and she leaves him and marries another man, should he return to her again? Would not the land be completely defiled? But as you have lived, but you have lived as a prostitute with many lovers, would you now return to me again? Now, when you look at this verse, right, it's when, when Isaiah, whenever you see in the scriptures, Jeremiah, sorry, uh, speaking about a backslidden nation, he always uses the backslidden nation in terms of adultery, prostitutes, and wars, right? Now, when you look at somebody that's, when, when I say war, I mean like a all it's all, it's another word for prostitutes as well, right? So when you look at the scripture, you see that like a prostitute is not something that is desirable. Nobody in the, uh, after school they say, I want to become a prostitute, I want to become a harlot. Nobody decides that within themselves, that this is what they are deciding to do with their lives and stuff. But sometimes because of the circumstances that happen in one's life, they start to engage in all these activities. So there was this one, there's this one post that Bishop Dad was speaking about. He says that this lady was, this husband, this, sorry, this woman was married to a good man. Good, good, good man. And he respected, he honored her, he loved her completely. But in the middle of the night, she would jump through the window. And she would jump over the wall of the yard. And she would run to her many other lovers. Yes. How would you feel if somebody that you love jumps over the wall, outside the window, and goes and attaches themselves and finds love with somebody else. Huh? How would you feel the one that you love finds love somewhere else? It will break your heart. Would you be comfortable with that, Leroy? Promise while you are snoring in the night, promise jumps out the window. Over the yard, you can't hear nothing. She's gone. And she goes to be with the other lovers. It will break your heart, eh? But we have done that to the Lord when we backslide, when we turn our backs against him. If, if somebody that you love does that and it, you feel some way or it breaks your heart, it's like you, you wouldn't want to be with that person, right? It's like that person must just go one way. No matter what words they can say to you, I'm sorry, blah, blah, blah. You in your mind, you were like, I, I, I don't come back. Go away, stay away. You put a sign out. This, you go to Facebook. You go to social media. You tell everybody, watch that person. Yes. Because you, you, your heart's broken. You feel in some kind of way. And yet we have done that to the Lord. Yes, we have done that to the Lord. We, we serve God. I'm still talking about backsliding, guys. We, we come and we get everything that we need to get from God. 
because this woman had everything she needed within her husband. She didn't need to go and look for other men. But her desires and her pullings were drawing her to other men. Were pulling her and drawing her to the men in the streets. While at home, her husband was sleeping and he was dreaming. And he was a good man waking up, going to work, doing the right thing. And this woman had desires in the middle of the night for other men. But the husband was a good person to her. No problems. God says, like the wallet that you have done that to me. I've been good to you. I took you out of Egypt. I delivered you. I set you free. I, I blessed you. I favored you. But you have now turned to serve other things. And not me. You decided to go and back into the world that I took you from. Back into the place that I delivered you from. You abandoned me. I loved you. I loved you. I only showed you love. I only showed you mercy. I only showed you that I cared for you. But you turned your back on me. How do I feel about that? You're breaking my heart. This is God talking. You hurting my feelings. Every time I bless you, every time I favor you, you turn your back and you go to something. You go back to that boy that broke your heart. You go back to that mess. You go back to that cycle. You hurt me. I'm hurt. As a harlot runs away from my husband, I'm broken. He says, you have done that to me. You have done that to me, says the Lord. Let's look at Hosea chapter 2, verse 7. Hosea is a very interesting story. Hosea brings like everything in perspective of how God uses this prophet and to get a message to Israel. It says, hey, Israel is a backslidden nation, I tell you. Always going to idols, always doing other things instead of serving the one true living God. And we are like Israel. It's a, the, my granny, when I was growing up, by a house, we were Catholic, right? So there was a thing she had on her door. I don't know if some, uh, if you guys come from a Catholic background. She had this thing from the door. She says, it's better that you have not known him than to know him and walk away from him. Hey! Every time I looked at that thing, <laughs> I wasn't, you know, when, as Catholics, it's not like you're truly saved or whatever the case is. But every time I looked at it, imagine now in those years, I look at it, and it's still, I can still see those words. It had an effect on my life. Hey, you'd rather have not known him than to know him and walk away. And walk away from him. It's much more worse. Yes. It's like you got everything you want and you choose an alternative that's worse for you. But that alternative, the enemy paints it as though it's nice for you. But there's a deception, a cloud over your face that you can't see that this thing has the ability to destroy you. But Satan presents it as though it's something nice. So Hosea, God speaks to him and says, go marry the prostitute, go marry the whore, go marry the harlot. He marries her and this is what she does to him in verse 7. Let me read from my NIV version. Hosea, not Isaiah. Hosea. I'll read from the NIV. Hosea is next to Daniel. 
one of the minor prophets. Are you there? Hosea 2, 7. Yes. The scripture says, she will chase off the lovers, but she will not catch them. She will look for them, but she will not find them. Then she will say, I will go back to my husband as first, for then I was better off than I than now. So she comes to she gets to the point of yeah, the story of Hosea is that he takes her to be his wife, he treats her nice, treats her good well, and she leaves him and she goes back into the whorehouse and sleeps with men. And then the scripture says over here that she will now say that I must go and return to my husband. But it was late. And sometimes some of us, we think that we have a lot of time on our hands. We think that we've got this, all this time in the world. We move away from God and we're like, don't worry, when is, it, when is it time to come back to the Lord? Now! Not next week, not two days ago, not three days ago. Have you ever come across people that says, hey, let me just do this here. I promise I'll come back to the Lord. When you decide to come back, it will be too late. When you decide to, to do it right, sometimes it will be too late. He says, I will remove a grain from her. I will cause the rain not to flow in her by her. Why? Because she thought she had enough time. He says, oh, foolish man. You would say tomorrow, in 10 days time, I will go there, I will travel there. He says, ah, the Lord will require your soul tonight. Oh yes, don't be, don't be deceived thinking that we have a lot of time. Don't be deceived thinking that we got all the time in the world. That you think that you will see your grandchildren or you will see your child graduate or go to matric. You don't, you don't know that. You don't know that. You can't determine that you will see your child grow up. You would want to see your child grow up. You would feel like it's unfair if you don't see your child grow up. But if you don't see it, who, who said your life was determined or it's in your hands? So when you play around with God and say, oh, maybe then, or, or maybe a few weeks, hey, let me just, hey, there's a wedding coming up. I need to, I need to, after the wedding, I'll, I promise you, Lord, I'll change. And sometimes we don't see the wedding. Sometimes they don't see the wedding. Sometimes they don't see the function. There's my mother's friend, her name was uh, Tishira, she passed away. Um... She was going to bury her sister on the way. Her sister had passed away. She was on the way to her sister's funeral. And she died on the way to her sister's funeral. What tragedy is that? She's going to bury her sister and she died. I don't think at that moment she thought that she was going to die. Ooh, you don't know when you're going to die. So when is the time to serve the Lord? Now! You'll be traveling thinking, I'm, next week I'll serve the Lord. That car, that car will swap, turn over and you'll die. And you'll wonder, demons escorted me to hell. You, 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 you're not going to wake up in a tunnel to heaven and then in the... Uh, demons, the Bible says that when the rich man died, he, he woke up in hell. He woke up in hell in Hades. He never woke up in heaven first and then go to hell. He woke up in hell. So when you, 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 you would think you, said, you, you only remember, hey, I was driving in a court and boom, now you're standing and you see flames 
and weeping and gnashing of teeth. Everybody screaming, everybody crying. Demons are tormenting, torturing people. And you wonder, ah, I said I'm going to get saved tomorrow. I said I'll make a change tomorrow. I know I'm backslidden, but I said let me just let this weekend pass. And then I'll give my heart to God. It breaks God's heart. It's like you are practicing like you are prostitutes with God and the things of the world. You, you are having a nice affair. You can sleep with the world and, and on Sunday you can come and oh, I love you, I love you. But Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday you are having sex with the world. Oh, I love the Lord. I honor the Lord. I honor the Lord. You are backslidden. One day you'll wake up in hell. And this preaching that you would, you would hear this preaching, I hope you are not here in this place. I don't want none of you to go to hell. You would realize that this thing about your salvation is serious. God is not just somebody that is our friend, Chale. I tell you, don't take God as your friend. Because one day you will see the wrath of God and the judgments of God come upon you. Because you think that you could just mess around with God, you could war around. This, this woman was doing that to Hosea. And God said, you see what she, what she had done? My people have done that to me. God's heart is broken, man. His heart is sore of how many times we, we profess him and then we go back and we do our own thing. He says, what's wrong with my people? Do they not see that I love them? Do they not see that I care for them? Do they, do they not see that I will deliver them and set them free? I can help them. And we turn around and we go back. Oh, I'm passionate about this, I tell you. Because the enemy, I tell you, he moves around like a roaring lion. And who he wants to devour you? Thank you. He wants to take you out. But you got, I'm still young, I've got enough time. I can pull out records of young people that have died. Young people that have died, they never even reached 15 or 16 years old. They died. Oh, you think, oh, I'm still 20-something. I can pull out 20-year-olds that have not entered 21, not entered 25, not entered 30, and have died. Yes. No, me, I'll die when I'm 17. You are foolish to think that. You, you are foolish to think that. It's only the grace of God. If you are alive, it's only the grace of God. But tomorrow you can take your last breath. And we don't know. We don't know who's funeral. So when I talk about you serving the Lord, you, it's, there's no other time to serve him but now. Yeah, we can't backslide. We can't. He's been too good to us. So you see, Hosea, that this woman, eesh, my time is almost up. This woman did crazy things. She betrayed her husband. She broke his confidence. And that's what we do to the Lord when we backslide. Turn to Proverbs chapter 26, verses 11. Huh. Imagine your wife leaves you or your husband leaves you and you see him or her on the streets as a prostitute. It's not something desirable. Even if you see, imagine, Ricardo, your wife leaves you and you go to Jacob's. You see your wife there. And every time you drive past, there's your wife standing on the corner. 
waiting for as you try parcel break so because even the profession that she has chosen is not something that is nice if she had chosen to go and be with somebody else you would still feel like some way but she had chosen a, a, a filthy profession it breaks your heart so imagine god you have chosen you have chosen sex you have chosen alcohol you have chosen all these other things before not even something that is nice Imagine what it does to his heart. Unless if you have chosen something better than God. But there's nothing better than him. There's nothing that in, com- in comparison to what he can do. So when you choose something lower than God, God's heart is sore. He's like, what's wrong with you? Why you have chosen something lower? Find something at least higher. But there's nothing. I shall tell you something. Proverbs 26, verses 11, are you there? He says, as a dog returns to his vomit, so a fool returns to his folly, to his wrong living, to his evil ways, to his foolishness. A dog returns to its vomit. Oh yes, I've got a dog. I've seen my dog vomit, and I've seen my dog eat the same vomit. It's not a nice sight, I tell you. You vomit because it's not right in you. It's like, and even, I don't know if you smelled a dog's vomit before. It's disgusting. It's bad. Terrible. You want to get water and throw something on there quickly because it's bad. The vomit it out because it was not nice. He leaves the vomit for a while. Come back, he sees the vomit. Goes back at it and he eats it. He says, so does a fool return to his foolishness yes so god describes backsliding as you like you a dog returning to vomit that's how god the description of what a backsliding is it's like this thing is not good for you it has destroyed your life it has messed your family it has messed you up but you go back and you return to it. He says that's a fool. He doesn't even describe the person nice. He says the person is a fool that returns to his foolishness. Imagine that. You've been, you, you, that thing went right for you. That thing destroyed you. It's like guys that are on, uh, on hunger. You, you wonder, you, even in your mind, you ask yourself, what makes, the, what makes him go back? It's a a spirit. It's a backsliding spirit that latches on us. And I'm telling you, after this message, after all the series of backsliding, you will be tested to stay in your faith. It's going to be difficult. The temptations are going to increase in your life because of this message. I'll tell you something. You know why? Because Satan wants you to return to your vomits. He wants you to return to what God has taken you out of. He wants you to return back. He wants you back on the streets. He wants you back doing the wrong thing. You'll be tried. You'll be tested. I'm telling you, you will be tried and tested. But I declare you will overcome in Jesus' name. Since the dog returns to his vomits. So you can see, we went through a lot of scriptures. I was just basically showing you biblically what the Bible describes about backsliding. A woman and her ornaments, 
a whore, a prostitute, a dog returning to his vomit. Imagine those descriptions that the Bible talks of as a backsliding. I want to talk to you tonight. I don't have time. I actually don't have time. I'll have to do it, deal with it Sunday. The, the main causes of backsliding, the main reasons why people backslide, the main reasons why people walk away from God. Can I just give you a little? Is that fine? Do I want a little? Just one. I think I'll wait until I see the kumbi. God's going to deliver you from the spirit, I tell you. Have you ever, have you ever ate something you didn't like? Oh yes, me, I'm very fussy. can ask anyone. You don't just give me stuff. I, you, you can, if you tell me something that's funny, I won't eat it. Because I'm like that. Because I'm very fussy. And so, so if you kill the chicken in front of me, I will not eat that chicken. I'll fast that day. Just because I saw the chicken die in front of me. Right? So I'm fussy like in that sense. Like tripe. Because the way it looks, I won't eat it. Yes. A lot of people, yeah. That's for your taste buds, not my taste buds. I tried it. Prawns, I won't eat as well. Uh, I tried it. It's just my taste buds. There's some things you would eat that I wouldn't eat. Like some of I mentioned chicken feet, you see. But there are someone that, somebody that's here that will suck those chicken feet. The toenails, they'll even taste the toenails. Yes. Pardon? Chicken feet is nice. You, you see what I'm saying? You like chicken feet? Ah, no. I won't. I've seen the chicken feet. I've seen the ears in the chicken feet. And like, no, 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 my sister. No, 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 no. My taste buds will not eat chicken feet. I will not put chicken feet on my lips. No ways. So there are things that you like and there's things that you just won't eat. Have you ever been caught in a situation where because of hospitality, you had to eat something that you don't like? Ah! It's a sad thing. Like me, I don't eat pap. Because it's too, like, wet and I don't like pap, right? Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. You might judge me, it's fine. My mouth won't allow me to eat it. You can eat it, you're fine. Elizabeth, you grew up on the farm, so you can eat pap and stuff. Me? Yeah, it's not for me, it's not nice. For you, it's nice, yes. Even when the children eat it and they enjoy it, my heart gets sore. I'm like, I feel like my children are eating wrong things. Like, it's like, I feel like it's bad. <laughs> so I eat fine putu. When you make the putu, it must be fine, like nice, right? So you must just know when you give me food, don't give me pap, right? So, <laughs> ah, that's what I'm saying. Um, there's gone and there's KFC and all that. Is, so I'll, it's fine. I'll, I'll eat KFC and everything. So, I went to a mission trip in uh, Oswentini, somewhere around there, and they presented food to me. Hey, pap, vegetables, and it seemed like this chicken, it's like they killed the chicken because the place where we were was a farm. So I don't think they bought the chicken as well. 
And I, the plate was presented to me. And I looked at this meal and I'm like, everything about this meal, I'm not comfortable with. <laughs> I'm not, and they gave nice juice. <laughs> I'm glad they gave juice with it because I had to drink and eat and drink and eat. But afterwards, my stomach, it's like my stomach wasn't right. Because it's like my brain knew that I want eating something that I wanted. Have you ever... <laughs> we sometimes give the children something they don't want. Have you ever seen a child when they <laughs> Like they want to vomit and... <laughs> It, it felt like that was going to happen to me. But I had to cut my losses and I had to show hospitality. I couldn't show them that I didn't like it. I had to continue to eat it as though I'm enjoying it. And I swallow. And I swallow. And I said, hey, thank you so much. This food was very nice. If you can cook like this, I'm coming back again. Hey! My heart was not saying that. My heart was saying something else. So I was eating something I, that wasn't good for me, that I didn't enjoy. That's what people do when they backslide. They're eating stuff that's not good for them. Stuff that even they themselves know. I'm not supposed to be eating this. I'm not supposed to be in this place. I'm not supposed to be enjoying this kind. It's not right for me. Nobody that backslides feels that this is where they're supposed to be. You know inside of you, you're not supposed to. But because you don't want to, you don't want to show you're embarrassed, you continue to eat. You continue to eat. You like that analogy I'm using? You continue to eat. You continue to eat. Why are you eating stuff you don't like? Why? Stuff that can destroy you. Stuff that will make you go to number one or number two. What? What's number one? Huh? Number two. Number two. Make you do number two. You know, as you eat this. No, not the points over there. <laughs> it's number one. Huh? Toilet is number one. Number two. Oh, okay. So, Okay, number two. So you, you eat stuff that make you go to number two. I mean, if you, there's, there's some things you can't eat, you know that you... But the funny thing is that you'll still eat it. And you tell it, hey, I know I'm going to the toilet after this. So likewise with the things of God, you have done the same thing. You're eating stuff that you're not supposed to eat that is not good for you. You're backslidden. We don't see it. We don't, people don't realize it. Or they fail to see it in the house of God. Amen. Are you with me? Amen. Uh, Keisha, just do me a favor, please. I don't know if I have this this guy's number. Uh, anybody else has his number? Okay, yes. Please, you can just go outside and call him. Just find out. So, because if he doesn't come, I'm going to keep on preaching. <laughs> so, let's just find out, right? So, I like to see him. When I see him there, I know I have to wrap up. <laughs> All right, cool. So, are you with me? So, don't return to your vomit. One thing, I love this church. You love the word of God so much. Hebrews 10, verses 39. Quickly turn over there. Hebrews 10, verses 39. 
okay, 10 minutes. He gave me 10 minutes. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, the, the greatest story of backsliding, you know where you'll find it? You can even write it down. Luke chapter number 15, the prodigal son. Greatest story of somebody backslidden. The Bible says he didn't have to go and leave his father's house, but he left his father's house. The Bible says he ate what the pigs were eating. And then he got to the point, my father's servants are eating better than me. Why am I choosing this for my life? When you backslide, you know. It's like you come to yourself. Why am I choosing this for my life? You, you feel like, have you ever, if you really had an encounter with God, recording you can testify, if you really had an encounter with God, you, no one will be comfortable backslidden. In your backslidden state, I'm not supposed to do this. I'm not supposed to be here. I need to, why have I chosen this for my life? And you try and tell yourself, I'm going to come out of the hole. But the more you try and come out, it's like difficult to come out. But then again, when you go back, I'm not supposed to be here. And more worse, when you're drunk, you start, oh, Jesus. You, you, start, to, you start to preach. You, you know why you're preaching. You know why you're sharing. It's because you're not supposed to be there. So you know there's something better. But you're in it and you're trying to climb. You're trying to climb. The, one of the things, my mother was one of them when she was wired and drunk. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, you know, God, he knows me, huh? he knows me. When she's drunk, yes, he knows my heart. I'll serve him one day. When you drunk, that, you know why? There's something in you saying, this, you're not supposed to be here. This is not the life for you. Even in that state. Continue, have you preached even when you were, yes, recorded you too? Like, it's because you know that this is not where you're supposed to be. Yes. And people will say, I don't talk to us. Yeah, you're drunk. Continue to talk. Don't stop talking. Eventually, you'll start to understand this is not mine. I'm not supposed to be here. I'll arise. That's what he said. I'll arise and go to my father's house. That's what he did. He went to his father. And guess what? The father never looked at him and said, what you doing back here? Why are you here? But you came back into my house. So you were drunk. You, you, were, you were sleeping around with a woman. You wasted all my money. The father never said that. The father said, my son that was lost is now found and the father embraces him and that's what god does to every person that is backslidden he doesn't look at them and, oh look at you you back oh he judges no he says my son that was lost come here come here boy come here girl i'll embrace you i'll love you i'll kiss you the bible says he kissed him so when you fall from god and you come back expect some kisses yes expect some love Expect some tenderness. When you get to a place when there's condemnation, that's not, that's not God. God's happy. He's not worried about the 99 that were fine. That were fine. He's worried about the one that was lost that came back. So I think I said this before, and this is how we must behave in church. I wish somebody can take the initiative and do something like this. I, I pray somebody can say, when somebody is backslidden, we must throw them a party in church. 
take them into that room. Yay! He returned. He returned. She returned. They were once lost. Now they, that's what happened. He says, cut them there. I wish somebody can do it. Maybe Belinda, take the initiative. Just do something like that. When we see somebody that is long gone and we know they're backslidden and they come back. You back, bro? Hey, guys, she, he's back. Hey, guys, he's back. Prepare the room, prepare the room. Our brother that was once, you don't have to announce it. Our brother that was once lost is now found. Get the room ready. Get the minerals. Go send them to the shop to buy a mineral. Go buy a cake. They say, wow, he's back. She's back. Imagine that. Imagine that. But we mustn't make it like then you're going to be happy now falling because every time you fall, it's cake and mineral. <laughs> It mustn't be like in that occasion, you know, like, hey, it looks like in this church here we can fall nicely. They are so excited that we're back. <laughs> Every time now, <laughs> hey, you know, I'm, hey, I miss my birthday. Hey, let me just miss church for a while. And then I come back because there's cake and mineral. No, not in that sense, you understand what I'm saying. It's like maybe once they do it and then uh, like they be watching you, just one cake and mineral. <laughs> Amen. Are you enjoying the word? Amen. Let's look at this verse, right? So, Hebrews 10, verses 39. But you are not of them who draw back unto perdition. You're not like them that draw back away from God. And then now Luke 9, 62. Luke 9, 62. Can I just read it for you? No man having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom. No man who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom. So don't look back. Tell your neighbor, don't look back. The prodigal, the, sorry, the, the lot's wife, what she did, she looked back. She looked back at what she was missing. I'm telling you now, there is nothing that you are missing. Nothing you are missing. I don't know why. Why do we Christians... Just desire worldly things. I don't understand it. I'm, I'm content with Christ. If I don't have those things of the world, I don't want it. I don't want to be, it's like, I don't want to be around it. I don't want to be near it. If there's a way I can stay far away from it, it's fine. Yes. I'll, I'll be happy away from it rather than trying to draw myself to it. We want to dress like them. We want to sound like them. It's, you can see inside of you, there's still traits that, Christ hasn't fully taken over your life. There's still parts of you that love the world. Yeah. So I, we've got no time to desire the things of the world. Oh yes, it's nice, it's good. I must say the things of the world are very attractive. You can't, you can't take that away. But I, I mean when Christ is fully formed in you, when Christ is everything and you're content with just knowing him, I'm not pulled by the world anymore. It doesn't mean I'm perfect. But I'm just not drawn to it. It's just that I don't wake up in the morning desiring it. I don't wake up in the morning wanting to have it. I choose God over the things of the world any day. If there had to be a choice, I'll choose God. Yes. Like someone, someone sent me a message today. Uh, I'm doing my hair. I won't make it to church. I don't understand that logic. Personally, I don't. Maybe they still understand it, but me, I don't. 
Could you not do your hair in the afternoon? Could you not do your hair the next day in the morning? Why the day? You don't come into church tomorrow. There's no church tomorrow. Why couldn't you do your hair tomorrow? I don't understand. I don't understand choosing something lower for something greater. I don't understand that. I can't for me, not for you, because we're on different spiritual levels. My head can't wrap around that that thinking. It can't. I don't, because I've chosen, that's why Mary and Martha, she was washing the dishes, she was sitting at Jesus' feet. Jesus said, she has chosen something worthy, something more important, more better, and it will not be taken away from her. So I always choose something more better, because I'd rather be with him. I'd rather choose his stuff. That's why I said to you the last time, me, you, we have died when we say, Christ, come live in me. Your life is no longer your life anymore. Don't try and live for yourself anymore. You want success. Your success will only come through knowing Christ. You want fame. It will only come through knowing Christ. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. But you're seeking all these things, thinking that it's not going to come to you. It's not going to come to you, I tell you. Seek God first. Those things will be attracted to you without you looking for them. Yes. But because we don't seek God, we're not searching God, we're searching these things. Yeah. Can I tell you something? You will, you will struggle. You will struggle in your walk with God because there will always be something that will take you away from God because you have not totally and fully died to your flesh. Yes, you have not fully died to your flesh. When you die to your flesh, when your flesh is telling you to go there and you're telling yourself, no, I will not, I'll be in the house of God, it's something amazing. Yes, something amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. I'll just use uh, Keisha as an example. It's holiday time now and stuff. I said to her, she must be in church and, and do something, so we need to sort out media and whatever. But she read two books in two days. One book, nice. She read this book in one day. Some pages in each one. One hundred eighty something, I think. You might. It's not easy to read. You. And then she read spiritual dangers. Eighty-five things. And the first day, next day. And guess what? She could be like any other young person, feeling bored and sitting, watching TV, being around with your friends, doing the wrong thing. But she decided to sit at the feet of Christ. Without no noise, without no music, she doesn't even bother me. I said, are you okay? Are you not bored? Uh, you must be bored. I feel sorry for her because I think she's bored, but I forced her to come. Not like force, force. I just said you must be here. Because I'm supposed to meet with her for just to talk and stuff. But I haven't yet gotten to do that. But she's sitting just reading. She's not bored. No, I prefer being by myself. Some of you have a problem. You can't be by yourself and that's the problem. Your feet are too itchy. You need to be with someone. But to be by yourself, imagine just being okay with being by yourself. How have you enjoyed yourself for a while? Can you understand? Enjoying your own company. 
What's this thinking in? No, you can't. No. Just be by yourself with a book. Pray. Talk to the Lord. She's chosen something worthy. She could be at home. She could be sitting with her friends. But she's chosen to be. Imagine what a holiday. You're going to be in the presence of God. From 10 o'clock she comes till now. From 10 o'clock, well, I've been here from that time. From 10 o'clock until now. I'm here normally up at 7, 8. From that time until now, as a young person. You no school. You were dying for there to be no school. So you can enjoy your holiday. But your holiday is in the presence of God. She's chosen something worthy. And what have you have chosen? So that's why when Mary and Martha, Mary was there. And she was complaining, why is, why is she not helping me in the kitchen? Jesus said she's chosen something worthy. And it will not be taken away from her. So when you choose to come to church, when you choose to serve God, when you choose to fellowship with God, this cannot be taken away from her. It can't. It's because she had decided to do it. She could have said no, but she decided to do it without even preaching or forceful. Times where the family would say, no, you relax. Because remember we were praying for she was in hospital. Relax, you know, I, I, I feel like I can do it. Do you, you understand what I'm saying? She's chosen something worthy. What have you chosen? And what she has chosen can't be taken away from her. You understand? So you can't draw back. You can't go back into the world. You can't go back and think that you'll be okay. That's what I'm saying. For me, for me, on the, the level that I am at, I feel that there's certain things I just can't do, Cassidy. It's like I don't even need somebody to... For you, it might be a sacrifice, but for me, I just feel like I can't do it. Yes. I can't choose, I can't choose other things before God. I must choose God first. And it's not even like... Do I, do I have a choice in the matter? The choice is God. That's how I feel. That's, that's where I'm at. But you, you have to think at least five times. You have to think about it hard. And if you do it, you think that it's a sacrifice. I'm sacrificing this. But me, I choose God. And it's an easy choice. Because I'm first a lover of God before a lover of anything else. You must become lovers of God. Because loving God more than anything else will make you realize that God is proton first in your life. But when you still love the world and you still love the things of the world, you still desire, even when you approach your looks, your, your photos, your photos are worldly. I don't need to search long and to see it, man. I don't need to see that there's that thing in you pulling you and drawing you to the world. I have to, I have to, look, at your, I have to look at your status message. And to see what you put up and what you love a lot on your status message to tell me that if you can celebrate this on your status message, there's still that thing in you that's pulling you. And I, I don't need to be prophetic. You don't need to be prophetic about it. And now don't block me from seeing your statuses. I'm just saying that I'm not even judging you or saying, but you can see through that that there's, there's still that some worldliness. Yes. Yes, when you pose and you sexy and you feel in you and you feel in yourself. Nothing wrong with feel yourself in your house. 
But the way the worldliness in your, in your approach to it is that we have copied what they do. And we have, think, we have thought in our mind that it's okay because they doing it. It's not okay because they doing it. It's not okay to show our cleavage. It's not okay when our bums are in the air. It's not okay. But we, we have copied them so much. We have loved them so much that when we come to judge, we adapt that same nonsense that they have taught us in the world. They have taught us that. They taught us that in the world. But when you come to Christ, I must look at you and you must choose a better option. Choose a better way. And I'm not, and please you'll know me when I preach, I, I'm not disrespecting or attacking anyone. I'm just trying to tell you the truth so that it can save you one day when people, when a man comes to you, he mustn't come to you because you are sexy and you're tight, your jeans are tight and your bums are in the air and you got your makeup right. But when we take the makeup off, we take you as ugly as ugly can be. But you have this appearance of trying to be attractive to them. And he doesn't see you. He sees your thighs. He sees everything else but not you. Because the way you attracted him was too worldly rather than spiritual. And it's a problem. We have a, we have a major problem in the house of God. We are too worldly. Because we are backslidden. God's not first in our lives. But today, make God first. Put God number one. It's a hard thing to do. I tell you, it's hard. It's not easy. Anybody can say it's easy? Show me your hand, please. Uh, it's not. It's not. It's not easy. You would lie to yourself. But even though it's not easy, but this is what God is saying. This is the standard. This is the pattern. So do we not preach the pattern and the standard because we feel like we can't do it? Absolutely not. We preach it because we know that that's where God wants us. Yes, there's some things I know myself. I won't be able, to, I can't on my own achieve it. But I, I can't keep quiet about it because I feel like I can't achieve it. I must still tell you the truth. You must still tell me the truth, even though it feels like, hey, pastor doesn't look, he, I don't think he can make that. But you have to tell me the truth. So one day, change will come into my life. But if I, if I come here like, oh, everything's going to be well, you're going to be fine. No. I'll be lying to you. I'll be deceiving you. One day you, you'll see without even hesitation, you'll, these words that I'm talking, you'll come to church and you'll be dressed right. You'll come to church and you'll talk right. Your statuses will change. Your Facebook will change. The way you talk will change. The way you dress will change. Everything about you will change. But it is because you were exposed to the truth. You weren't exposed to a lie. It's when you are exposed to a lie that you continue. But when you are exposed to truth, you get, you got to go. The says, the truth will make you free. So, it's, it's not easy. To put, guys, listen to me, to put God number one, it's not easy. You're living in a world where the world has told us God must be number three, number four, number five, even number ten, but not number one. So, to to readjust your mind, readjust your spirit, readjust and adjust your whole life to put God first. You know, it's not easy. It's extremely difficult to adjust your life to make God first. 
That's why when I say to you, I, I always, I, I will decide to choose God over anything. It's not because I just got here. It was a hard battle to make him first. But I had to practice to try and make him first. Sometimes I fail, but I had to practice and try and make him first. Make him first, make him first, make him first, make him first. When they say, come, we're having this function, I say, no, I can't come. In my heart, I'm watching, thinking, I say, I missed the function, but I put God first. My matric ball, I learned, I had to practice this thing a long time. My matric ball, they were having an after party. I went to an all-night prayer meeting because I put God first. While they were having the after party, while they were having, you know, the after party of the matric ball, you have the... They were having it. I said, no, I'm going to all night prayer meeting. In my suit, I went, my matric ball suit, I went to all night prayer meeting to go and pray because I had to try and practice putting God first. There was one time when I was in this relationship with somebody and the Lord said, why have you chosen her over me? Because hey! God talks to, you like, talks to me like that. He says, why have you chosen her over me? I said, God, I've never, he says, you have chosen, I told you to put her away a long time, but you haven't, you're still with her. Why have you chosen her over me? And then I had to practice, which was one of the most difficult things, because that was the first person I ever loved. To put that person now at the back and put God in the front, it took a long time, but I finally did it. I put her at the back, and I put God in the front. This is what I'm trying to say. I had to practice years, 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 years. I had to put God in the front when I didn't want to put him in the front. I didn't want to put him there. I had to put him there. I had to make him first when I didn't want to make him first. Yes. Have you ever wanted to make everything? And God is saying, do this here. But you wanted everything else to be, you wanted to do that, but not God. But you just had to be forced to put God first. Because it is what God wants. Even when you didn't want to. When you didn't want to, you put him first. Do you think I'm telling, talking, putting God first? It, this, is where, this is where he wants to be. He doesn't want to be second. That's why the worldliness in us causes us to backslide. It causes us to fall away. You rather sit and watch TV. You rather sit and be bored. You rather sit and be with friends. You rather sit and talk to people for hours, but you don't read your Bible. You don't pray. You don't talk to God. And you think you'll stand in your walk with God? Absolutely not. You will fall. Because you haven't been putting God first. Breaks his heart. Imagine you're in a relationship. And the person doesn't put you first. They put their your friends. Oh, no, uh, babes, I'll see you later. And they go back to your friends. And he's like, but you never ever spend time with me. Are we even in a relationship? You're always by your friends. You're by your mother. You're by everybody else. Breaks the person's heart. You're always with this business. You're always with this work. But you don't spend time with me. That's what you've done to God. That's how you treat God. Wake up in the morning, the first eye opener, a cigarette, eye opener, your cell phone, eye opener, the news, eye opener, this, eye opener, that. Well, Father, I thank you, Lord, that I'm alive. Thank you, Jesus, for waking me up this morning. When you took your phone, instead of reading a WhatsApp message, you took your phone and you went through the word of God on your phone while you're laying in bed. When have you put him first? When, Lord? 
God is tired. He says, if you can't put me first, I don't want to be second. Don't put me second. I will not take second place. Let me tell you something. If God is not first, he's not taking second place. He doesn't want second place. Because God is not the option. Those other things are the option. God is priority. Proton is priority. Let's rise our feet because I'll talk and talk. You know me, I can go for hours and days. Yes. Make sure he's first. Make sure he's number one. Make sure that he's the center. We sang, did we sing Jesus at the center uh, Sunday? Jesus at the center of it all. Make sure he's there. The guy's ready for us. Hallelujah. Lift up your hands. Amen.